0: Truth is, I am a Jedi. I'm the Mansions. and I am Iron Man.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome on, and welcome back to another episode of the Direct Podcast. On this episode, we will be we will be reviewing the Marvels, the latest entry in theaters in the M. See you. That is this episode. If you haven't already, please go check out our Loki season two finale review, which we also have on the uh, podcast feeds right now. Um, two two reviews in one day. We got in two episodes. If you haven't seen Loki yet, when you watch it, go listen to that review. It's very exciting stuff. You don't have to listen to them in any order. If you're listening to this now and feel like you have to listen to the uh, the Loki one first, not the case. Pick what. It, choose your own adventure. Much like Loki did. Heyo, we are here. We're going to be reviewing the Marvels. I am here, your host, Matt Ricky, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host friend, box office correspondent Atlantean and senior editor at TheDirect.com, Mr.
0: David Thompson. David, how are we doing today? Beautiful day at Talk Marvel. November 10th. We made it, man. We're doing the thing. And the Marvels is here. Look, my queen, Kamala Khan, she's back. She's in theaters. And uh, we'll see how it performs. But I am happy now that they can do some press there. They're, they can do a last second, maybe push in terms of the actors getting out there as the actor strike has ended, which is exciting. And boy, does this movie need it because it is the characters and the actors that make this thing tick.
1: Absolutely. I just got a notification that my flight has been delayed. So we are doing this much earlier than we needed to.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, not much. We're good. We're in a good spot. Right. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it is early. We, have, we had just reviewed Loki Season 2. We are now reviewing The Marvels. It's a very exciting time. And David, I don't think we you know wait too long. I think we get right sure. into it, ladies and gentlemen. The Marvels. All right. Here we go. Your starting lineup for The Marvels. Brie Larson returns as Carol Danvers. Tiona Paris returns as Monica Rambeau. Lombiani returns as Kamala Khan. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. We have Zaw Ashton making her MCU debut as Dar. Ben Park Parkseo June, the prettiest human I've ever seen in my entire life as Prince Jan. And of course, the entire Khan family has returned along with a few surprise guests at the End Directed by Nia DeCosta, written by Nia DeCosta, Megan McDonald, and Elisa Karasek, and the composer, one second, I had her name, Laura Carpenter, as a composer for the Marvels. David, 33rd movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 33rd wow. theatrically released film. Um, we are officially above the NFL team count, and I want to use this reminder, um, When people say top 10, when people say top 12, when people say top 15, none of those are over half of the Marvel movies. So if you're offended because your favorite Marvel movie is no longer a top 10 or top 15, just remember there are 33 of these movies, not to mention all the other stuff we've gotten on Disney Plus. David, your pregame overall spoiler free thoughts
0: for the Marvels. Yeah. So with the Marvels, I had relatively low expectations going in. And it seemed like a lot of people did as well. I I feel like the overall reaction, and I definitely share this, is that it was better than I was expecting. And it was better than I was expecting in a couple of specific ways. I thought the action, they actually handled very well. The pacing is a lot of fun. It is a entertaining flick that is, like you mentioned, I love how you brought the rankings because there is a low ceiling, I would say, on mm-hmm. the Marvels. It's never yes. going to reach those crazy heights. And I guess I do understand a little bit of like, you know, could, could I skip it? Is it really fundamentally important? Not necessarily, but it is a good time. There is something about this movie that is fun. The humor, not every joke hit for me, but a lot of them did. And I thought it was actually really funny. And just one of those movies where you're not necessarily that invested i think they may have had an investment kind of issue like in terms of stakes and getting us really into it it is a short runtime that's for sure but overall i had a good time it's in the middle of the pack where there are some marvel movies that i think this movie is going to have a lot of varying opinions because if you're into this style of film you will love it you know like if you love comedy and action and not taking itself too seriously, that's the Marvels. If you're not into that, if you want a more serious story, if you want even a more, I would say, character-driven story, this may not be the one for you. And obviously, there are going to be some certified haters out there of this film, but I don't think it deserves that much hate. I really enjoyed it for the most part. There are some glaring, glaring problems with it that I think everyone agrees on, but that's okay for this one. It wasn't a disaster by any means, and it was pretty good. That's really my, my the best way I can put it. And seemingly, I have a lot of people with me on that.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that a big reason that the, the... You couldn't have put it better. Low ceiling, high floor kind of movie. And I think a big reason for that is the runtime. A good movie can be as long as you want it to be, as long as it's good the entire time. Yeah. A average movie that is too long becomes a bad movie.
0: It like, gets worse. Yeah.
1: If, if if you don't have a lot of meat on the bone and your movie is two and a half hours long, it gets worse and worse and worse because you're sitting there bored. You're sitting there thinking about how nothing makes sense. You're sitting there thinking about how the stakes really aren't there. This movie is so quick and it moves so quickly. Um, I said quick twice. It, it's so fast paced that I think it does help mask a few of those problems. Um there are scenes that are just kind of not great. There are character <laughs> yeah, character yeah. motivations and and just dynamics and pacing of um narrative that are a little jarring. But you don't really have time to get caught up in it while you're watching. We can look back and point at all the problems, but while you're watching it's moving so quickly that, you know, you're not bored at any point. Like, I don't think any part of this movie is necessarily boring. I think the good parts are great and the bad parts are pretty bad. And I think that makes for a interesting type of movie to review. But when it's an hour and 45 minutes and it's in and out and it knows what it wants to be, I think it helps. I think this is like a James Gunn light movie.
0: You know what I mean? I do think that. Wow, I love that. James Gunn light. That is, mm -hmm. I, I, said a very similar thing walking out theater that it was Guardians light yeah. so yeah exactly
1: yeah and i think that it it is really helped by not trying to be more than what it was the emotional stakes weren't the part of weren't the main part of the movie and they didn't spend a lot of time on them the the thing that bothers me most in these comic book movies that i don't like a lot of the dceu stuff all of the sony stuff i think that i think that a big problem in a lot of those movies is that they have this lighthearted not very deep um, uh, straightforward linear plot that they drag on for so long that I stop caring about it. This one is moving so quickly with so much action, so much comedy, so much charisma from every corner of this movie that you're having a good time watching it. It's, it's not going to break a top 20 for me. It's not going to shatter any expectations. But when I look at the bottom tier of MCU movies, which not the bottom tier, but when I look at the back third of my MCU rankings and I see the Marvels on there, I'm going to remember how much fun I had watching it. Whereas some of these other movies, I was, it, it tried to focus more on character development and narrative stuff that wasn't there. This one, it wasn't there, but they weren't focusing on it. And I think it really helped the viewing experience. This is a fun time at the movies. This is energetic, action packed, and it's, you, you show up for, The fun, charismatic action moments. And then, you know, you don't really get hung up on any of your big problems while you're watching it, which I think is important. And I think it's going to be really fun to see the, the depth, the range of the MCU with the Loki finale having so many high stakes character moments and this one having so few of them. But I still had fun. Everything, everything that this movie had is not present in Loki as far as action, comedy, energy, uh, the MCU quip stuff. But it makes sense here. And I think that while it's not a great movie by any means, it is a fun movie at every step of the way, which I'm going to be more favorable of. Like this will be this will be. Lower on rankings for like quality, but higher on rankings for like my favorite kind of movies, because right. it has so much fun doing exactly what it wanted to do. And Nia Costa, all the actors involved, and I assume everybody behind the scenes, they understood what they were making and they made that movie. They didn't try to be more than what they were, something The Flash did. The Flash is two and a half hours long, trying to be more than what it was. Right. And I think that this movie does a good job not overstaying its welcome. Yep. And I, it, it 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 15 more minutes would have really tanked this movie for me. Mm. I really think so, because there would have been a few character scenes that they just didn't really set up well throughout the runtime of this specific movie. The depth of all of it from Disney plus and Captain Marvel adds a little bit, but not as much as maybe we would have liked. Yeah. Um, so I'm not super high on the movie as a whole, but man alive that I have fun and welcome to the MCU. You can have an average movie with a few Big time plays at the end. And I'm still going to walk away being like, wow, they did a lot of really cool shit there. And that's the they they played within the MCU in the best way. And that those moments at the end of the movie that really like you walk away as your favorite parts are because it's in the MCU. Yeah, which is very cool. And it didn't distract from the movie
0: at all. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to talk about just before we get into spoilers, because maybe you're listening to this and you're undecided if you're going to go check out the film. To me, it's definitely better than Captain Marvel, in my opinion, because it what this movie does, and it's exactly what you were saying, Matt, it focuses and hones in on its strengths and kind of ignores the potential weaknesses. It right. doesn't take its time to develop maybe something that you'd be used to seeing develop because they know eh, this isn't the best thing in the world. Let's just keep to what we're doing. Let's play to our strengths and keep it at a short run time. So. I think a good comp, which is really funny. We were looking at it with the box office, and it'll probably end up making around the same amount. Ant-Man. Ant-Man's a movie I don't rank very high. I'm not like the... I don't jump up and down about it. Th- that movie's fun, you know? And this movie's fun, and it's funny. Um, So I think those are kind of, I would say, similar uh, comparisons in terms of MCU movies, because as a movie movie, I can't totally recommend the Marvels, just because... If you're a fan, I would say it's most enjoyable. If if you're not, there's only probably a few things to really kind of get attached to in it, which is, I think, a problem in a way. And we'll see that how it plays out at the box office. But if you are an MCU fan, if you did like Miss Marvel specifically, like I did, damn, go see the movie. Like Definitely. that, that element's awesome.
1: Yeah. And a quick movies or sports, you know, I think this applies really well. Yeah. I think if to put it in football terms, Character development, stakes, depth in your characters, emotional scenes, those are the run game. Those are the things that you put the work in, you chip away, you break off a big run every now and again, and you dominate the game. And yeah. I'm t- and when you set up the run game, well, when you set up characters and stakes and motivations, well, those big pass plays down the field, action, comedy, big set pieces, all those things, they're more open and they're more digestible for the audience because we have that ground game you know filling us up as we move along and that's what and and the dream is to have a movie or a show that runs the ball well sets up characters and motivations well but also throws in those big splash pass plays to keep us moving along the marvels know i think they knew right away with what the story they were trying to tell they weren't going to be able to run the ball this wasn't a movie about deep character depth and motivations and having all of this amazing stuff. A a few really great emotional scenes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but that wasn't the focus. They wanted to pass the ball. They were going to go out there and they were going to throw the ball downfield. We're going to have fun, big action set piece. We're going to have fun, big comedic moments. We're going to have fun, crazy, silly scenes that we've never seen before in the MCU. And not all of them worked, but the ones that did touchdowns. And I think that, I think it's a good comparison when you look at football, in that ideally you can do both but if you can't run the ball trying to run the ball will stall your offense nothing is worse than a three and out the marvels they were taking big shots downfield and the ones that hit racked up the score and and probably the ones that didn't hit are what's going to keep it out of the top 20 and i think it's i think it's a really interesting way to look at it when you think about it like that is ideally you can do both but if you can't focus on what you're good at don't yeah. try to be what you're not. I think the right. Marvel's did a really good job there. Um, so with that, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's bring back our boy. Let's bring back our guy. He's Batman. He's the Vulture. He's the Birdman. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Keaton. Nice
0: now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get
1: nuts. All right. Let's get into it. Our biggest winners and losers. Let's go with winners. David, what one thing, character, moment, overall plot idea worked best for you? Who's your biggest winner? For the Marvels.
0: It's obvious. It's Amon velani It's Kamala Khan. It's Miss Marvel. Holy shit, she is she's the linchpin of the MCU right now. I'll I'll say yeah. it. You know, I think between her show, this is this is how you execute this character. You give her this awesome show. It's you know Jersey City. It's street level. It's small size. She becomes the hero. Then we get all that. No no. Yeah, right. By the way, no connection to that in this. Maybe one day, right? But just threw that out there. Yeah. It's fine. Amon Vellani is a superstar. She is so damn charismatic. The way that there's a couple of things I want to point out that I think she, without her, this movie would be really bad. I yep. think that's like a really important point. This movie would be notably god awful if it wasn't for her. And I'm going to say that with my chest it would be actually terrible. With that being said, the reason the reason that is is because she is our eyes and ears out there. She is what the the moment, which is would be my number 1 top play, when they're on the singing planet and Bree Larson's belting it out and she looks at Monica and goes, "I'm feeling so many feelings right now." Yeah. That She's that was answer. how everyone <laughs> yeah, that was how everyone was feeling in the movie theater. So it was like and then everyone laughs cuz everyone had that same exact feeling. So her story and her comedic timing and her family being there and it i mentioned the non-spoiler part playing to their strengths her being kind of the main character of the movie is an awesome choice and she is a rock star a superstar they're building a team Haley steinfeld fuck yeah we're in spoiler territory now the first thing i thought of in the theater by the way quickly When the not post credit, post credit scene is playing at the end of the movie. Such a not post credit, post credit scene. (laughs) How many post credit scenes are in the movie? One. uh... Ah. You just, they just, you know what? They're nice. They don't make you wait. You know? They don't make you wait. So they just put it at the end. When I saw that door and the arrow, you know, like the back side of the arrow in the doorway. All I thought was, holy shit, Matt is going to lose his fucking mind. Because I thought a little bit early and, you know, Matt, you couldn't make it that night. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk to you about this. And then we get, not only that's Kate Bishop, Haley Seinfeld's there, that incredible, just st- st- starstruck moment of Amon Villani laying out the lines, doing the whole Nick Fury thing, or building the team, we're doing all this. Incredible. Like that was, that was probably the best moment of the entire movie. And it has nothing to do with the movie. But shout out Young Avengers. I'm buying all my Young Avengers stock. That I guess is the w- I guess that would be the one project that they're clearly now doing that has not been announced. And we didn't see it coming. I didn't at least thought they weren't going to go that route. But is that Disney Plus? Is that a movie? We'll see. But it is fundamentally set up. And Amon Valani kills it in that scene. She kills it in every scene she's in. Her emotions are awesome. When she's crying in this movie, I felt it. When she's disappointed, I felt it. When she's trying to save everyone, all those scrolls, and she looks at Captain Marvel and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa we got you. Got to keep going." And it's just, we can save who we can. Felt it. And she is an incredible actress who's going to be in the MCU for the next fifteen years, and I cannot fucking wait. She's a superstar. She's a goddamn
1: superstar. We got a taste of it, Miss Marvel. You know what I mean? She was obviously great for that character, but she showed now that she can lead a
0: movie, yeah. and
1: I don't think she can open a movie. Haley Steinfeld can,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, they, what could this team be? Like, there, there's so much I, potential. It's I awesome. It.
1: I I got the roster already. It's Miss Marvel. It's Kate Bishop. It's the Maximoff twins. It's Patriot from Falcon Winter Soldier, and whatever Cassie, uh, Cassie, Cassie Lang, and whatever
0: Hulk they want to throw in. Rather that be Scar or um, I Hulk wonder if uh, America Chavez gets in there.
1: Merrick Chavez can be involved. There's a lot of options. Kid Loki. Um, Kid I Loki. I hope they don't do that. I did not.
0: Eh, he was fine. Um, I mean, they could do a whole other casting for that too if they felt like. Yeah,
1: it. Shout out friend of the show David Aboji, who plays the uh, Scottish big black Loki. <laughs> yeah, the big one. <laughs> um, I oh think... Iron Ironheart. Ironheart. No, she got a, she got a damn Iron Man suit. <laughs> 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 that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Holy shit! She's got an Iron Man suit. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a really good line. Um, Amon Vianney was incredible, and um, you, I'm I'm not gonna retread anything you said. You said it perfectly. Her and Tiona Paris were great as well. Back yeah. to the Dancing Planet. You yeah. know, like like when 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 they're doing the Beauty and the Beast thing with Brie Larson, who looks so uncomfortable in the best way. I think it's awesome. Um, throughout that thing they cut over to uh Teona and um Amandiani, and they're just out there vibing with it yeah it's got a drink in her hand she's rolling with it <laughs> and it's it just her charisma and and the way she elevated brie larson throughout this thing was so much fun and um i and you know just to kind of piggyback on your winner it's not my winner but the the trio i think their chemistry was off the charts and it was driven by Amandiani for sure and I think that she I, I agree with everything you said. She's a rock star. And I think that she is going to really help get people excited about anything she's in, just because she is so much fun to watch at every single step of the way. And um it moves into my winner, yeah, which is the action comedy of it all. And I talked about it in spoiler free. It's just committing to action and comedy being the point of this movie. Yeah, I think was such a great decision, especially when the action scenes were awesome right off the top. The time the 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 switching is fun and exciting and they don't know what they're doing and we don't know who's where. It was a little weird at first, the fact that they kept switching off screen and then they cut back to Fury talking to one of them about what's going on. And but we didn't see that switch happening. But by the end of the movie, they do it so much. It makes you know, it, it made it feel better. But the action from the top with the, so what were the three planes there? There was the, the con house in Jersey City.
0: Yep. There was the, <laughs> there was the, the sword,
1: the, the saber spaceship.
0: Mm. And, and, then, and then, no, no, they, I was going to say planet. like the, the Kree ship. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Kree ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it she went in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. But yeah, those three planes of action with the three of them each getting there and Kamala oh. at, Kamala at first doesn't know what the fuck's going on, but at the yeah. end of the day, it's fight or flight. And she's like, all right, let's, I, I guess let's do this thing. She's <laughs> yeah. out there rocking it, man. And it's so just, good. It was that
0: was, that was an incredible sequence. Like mm-hmm. we were thinking about it. It's like, how do they film that? Yeah. That it was was awesome.
1: Crazy. Crazy. And so that sequence paired with all the other great action sequences, we got the flying, the, the attack on the water planet was great. Yeah. The singing water <laughs> their language is song he's bilingual um all of that, <laughs> that stuff, was so funny so funny he's that's the bilingual pretty, that's the prettiest human being of all time
0: oh he's that, awesome yeah he, jasmine he gave is. me a little a little look when he popped up i'm like yeah he yeah, is got it.
1: gorgeous it is insane parks uh he's listed as see Jun park holy shit dude like it's etched out of marble, that guy and Toto Paris has the damn moment, and I love yeah. that.
0: Apparently, um, he's a really big star in Korea. Like he's in all these like TV awesome. shows, and I, can um, see I think Brie Larson literally said he's like the biggest star in the movie if you mm-hmm. think of it that way. But you know, like internationally, yeah. it's funny. I,
1: and and like I think I thought good. their chemistry was fine for it being a green card marriage. They didn't really dive too far into it, so I didn't green it didn't bother marriage. me that. It, but like um I think Brie Larson's sexual chemistry with him was cool because they're both gorgeous her sexual chemistry with Tessa Thompson was cool um, I think all of that was really Yeah, whoa.
0: Just, that was that was It was
1: great pairings of actors doing the right things in this movie and the action continued because at the end with uh uh Darbin when mm-hmm. they figured out the time switching of it all and, and what a great montage scene of them figuring it out with the double Dutch and jumping on the different things. And, dude, that moment, that moment when it was uh, Monica and Carol and they were both going to jump and sw- uh, they were both going to just switch right in front yeah. of each other. But real yeah. quick, Carol jumps in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and so when Monica back, she comes right back down, it was so funny. The juggling.
0: That was like juggling was great. Yeah, that was I loved that. The sequence of them like being like, all right, let's spend some time. That's like that's some of my favorite it's like comic book kind of style moments where it's like all right we're gonna kind of do a little montage figure hang it out. out work together yeah hang out it's super casual we're in pajamas i i Dude, love that he's got Such those spread.
1: like uh, mid-thigh uh, gym shorts on yeah which is just like the, the outfits that they're wearing are so cozy you know what i mean she puts on her crocs at the beginning the of the crocs this, like, and so i loved
0: funny. by the way quickly how um with her suit she like hangs back she like takes off the top of it like hangs like Fucking a hoodie. soldier dude yeah that was awesome like a goddamn soldier she was she so is... thin by the way I mean just stunning unbelievable stunning human being that's what man. happens when you get into the Fast and dude, Furious you get in shape real quick dude she <laughs> fan this movie man I wow um
1: but. Um, Shazaw, Zaw Ashton, too. I didn't know anything about her going in. What a dynamic looking human being.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, she was great, but um, she looks I think part, that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, she was fucking gnarly. <laughs> um, but I think the action drove this one for me all the way to the very end. And I was bought in, and for whatever reason, you know, the laser lights of it all, you know, like the WandaVision final fight was just throwing CGI at each other. This one had a little more focus to it, I think. And um, I just I, I really had a great time with the action all the way throughout. And it's and it was so present the entire time I keep coming back to it. But they knew what they were doing. They knew what they wanted to do. And they did it. And I think commitment commitment shows here just as much as it does with Loki, where everybody got together and said, OK, let's make a really fun movie. Let's not worry about overacting. Let's not worry about overriding. Let's yeah. not worry about making sure that, you know, we spend too much time on characters that at the end of the day aren't that important to the end of the story because that's the thing you can throw in five to seven minute character scenes in these movies to add that depth but if it doesn't matter at the end it feels like a waste of time that I feel like they at the end of the day just look back and are like okay let's let's trim this down to make it as enjoyable as possible knowing it's not going to break the bank or break the mold of the MCU this is this is a great use of the MCU formula it's not it's not derivative, but it's also not trying to be more than that. And I think they really hit the this it's weird because like it's not going to make a ton of money and people and it's going to be another bottom 25 uh percent of the MCU, which is not great overall for phase 5 um looking yeah. mov, moving forward, but it was a really fun time at the movies. Yeah. And I think that people, you know, not, not everybody's going to be like, yeah, you got to go see it in theaters, but it is a great time. If you want to have fun, go to the theaters, go see this movie. And I think the action and comedy spearheaded by Mambiani was a big part of that. Like, Hey guys, uh, I, I can't fly. So, and then hey, come on, don't talk to them. You know my name. <laughs> it's so, so great. And yeah. um, there's some yeah, great writing was, throughout. And the thing we talked about leading up to this movie the most, me and you, is the device the the, the switching device of it all. They utilized it so well at every single point, point. and it it was I had such a good time watching the action of this movie that my biggest takeaway is like that if you just showed me the action scenes, I would have had a great time doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, you you put it as good as I ever could imagine putting it. Low ceiling, high floor. Let's have a good time at the movies um yeah, yeah. those are our winners Move into our losers david um i assume you don't have any i assume you know you loved every single character good bad um <laughs> and it was a really good time
0: yeah absolutely nothing this is perfect 10 out of 10 should be 100 percent around tomatoes a plus cinema score no hey, uh, hey
1: hold on hold on let's talk about the rotten tomatoes for a quick second has a movie ever jumped 10 the way the Marvels did
0: yeah i don't understand I don't understand its score. Like, it if, should if be. If you to 52, it's
1: up to 65. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Like, what a move.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I would say that's, that's deserved. It's not that bad. And what's crazy to me, it's like, I feel like so much of Rotten Tomatoes' these scores come, it's situational. Captain Marvel's got a 79%. Breaking news: Captain Marvel's not very good. Like I don't like Captain Marvel. I think this movie is definitely better. That's like at an eighty. It's almost at an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's like that's just crazy to me.
1: But Captain Marvel is a more critic forward movie. You know what I mean? Right. It has okay. Better character development. It has more narrative structure. It's a better. I, I think it's a better put together mm. movie than this. But that's true. But uh, it, it doesn't have the excitement that this one has and at the end of the day when you don't care about the characters very much at the end of Captain Marvel that's what kind of loses fanfare
0: yeah that's true my loser is loser yeah <laughs> it's obviously Darben this villain is just I don't even know how to put it it's it's so forgettable they almost forgot about it I guess is the best way of putting it it's like all right here's this villain it's a Cree. she wants the bangle it's about it you know she, she has this motivation to yeah. Captain Marvel's the real villain is <laughs> first yes. off, which which I think is cool Um, and is a fun, like kind of, I guess, twist in it. But there's a moment when I'm watching where it's like, man, this could be all a lot simpler. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Why are mm-hmm. we why are we going crazy? And like, I think the problem with the villain specifically is very little screen time, very little development. I mean, they just didn't care. It wasn't wasn't the goal of the movie, um, but I think the problem for me while watching was like I didn't feel the stakes of it. Like, it's all of a sudden, you know, the scrolls are being attacked on. By the way, not a singular solo second reference to Secret Invasion would have no idea that existed, and I love them for it. I love <laughs> it. I honestly love it. I'm like perfect. That that series sucked you would have no identity theory just went through all of this cool it's it is what it is if that movie, if that series was awesome it would have been really weird <laughs> mm-hmm. and been like wh- what happened about wh- what about secret invasion back to what i was saying the the stakes of her attacking these different areas and trying to mine their you know mine their resources you just don't the stakes aren't there for me like the motivations aren't really there Um, and it's just kind of a weak plot in that sense where it's like, oh, we just have to stop her, you know, and then it turns into something else. It turns into this reality breaking thing. So with that being said, the 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 villain is very forgettable. Like, I mean, I I and she dies at the end, and is going to be one of those where it's just you you can't rank her very high because she didn't get a chance. She's just not developed at all. And it has nothing to do with the performance, really. It's just it just kind of is one of those. I almost want like kind of mush villain where it's like insert blank person here. So it's unfortunate because if there was a really strong villain who was maybe more menacing or just had a better backstory and maybe different motivations. And I felt maybe greater stakes while watching, it would have been a different story for the whole film. But the villain in many ways is why I opened up saying the ceiling's low because you, you're just not, not much you can do. they're not giving much. They're not, you're yeah. not giving us much in this one.
1: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like there are worse Marvel villains, I think, that just don't have very good motivations. I think her motivations are actually cool. Like, Captain Marvel fucked their planet up, unknowingly, and she is trying to collect resources from other planets to bring it back. It's villainous, it's menacing, it's it's morbid, Um, but I I do think the motivations were there. You're right, though, because of the fast-paced nature of it and because how little screen time she gets in between her big action set pieces it's a little convoluted and it's just, it's kind of a lot going on. Right. And I think that I, I I don't know. I I don't really have that big of a problem with Darbin. Shout out Zahash And she did what she was asked to do. It's just the character herself wasn't super dynamic. She was just kind of
0: mean and like gnarly the whole time. And didn't listen to, and like, didn't want to, didn't want to find an actual solution. It became very much mustache twisting at the, by the end where it's like, Or it's like, I'm just evil. Shut up. You won't light up the sun. You're lying. You know, yeah. it Just like, I don't know. S- communicate, speak. Let's let's figure this out.
1: And I think that's what bums it out, is that like there was a solution the entire time and it was just Carol doing one thing like, that, like that, that. That's shitty, too.
0: Like, it's a bummer. It's like, all right. It, like it all just wraps up a little like that's where I think people are going to fall off with this movie because it wraps up like too neatly at the right. end, I would say.
1: Right, and that's why I think the critics, like the first Captain Marvel, a little more, it was a little more complex. It was a little more interesting yeah. Yeah. Uh, dynamics. Like, there was a twist, and there was, you know, character growth in that one. There wasn't a lot of character growth in this movie, um, other than Carol. You know, Carol was the only one that really showed, like, a full growth throughout this thing. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I don't, Zarb- uh, Darbin's definitely not my loser by any means. She was, I, I have no feelings toward her, really. But <laughs> I I normal. do, I I do appreciate that, like, she had motivations. It's not that she didn't have motivations. You know what I mean? Like she had a plan. Yeah. Um. It's just yeah. that that plan wasn't really interesting in the moment. Like on paper, I, I think it works better on paper than it did on screen, Um. which is interesting. Uh, my loser, and this is a nuance to loser. It's the Carol Danvers character. I think Brie Larson was great in this movie. I think she was surrounded by people that allowed her to have fun. And I think she is at her best when she's having fun. Yeah. Um, I think Carol Danvers as a utility player in the MCU is awesome. I love her power set. I love how she uses her power set. She knows how powerful she is. There's that moment where Kamala is falling and then they switch and she lands by on the ground. Nick Ferry, Oh, great. It's Just Carol. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just Carol. She's fine. That was <laughs> she's so funny. That was,
0: um, that was good.
1: All that stuff. The bummer of it is the biggest problem. I think with the first Captain Marvel movie, was I didn't really care too much about Carol by the end of it. You know right. what I mean? I cared more about the twists and turns of it all. This one, it's not that I don't care about Carol. It's just she, i I felt more weight for Monica and more weight for Kamala at the end. And that just kind of puts Carol in this weird spot. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's not it's it's not that she was bad in this movie. She did not make the step forward. Um, on the mcu roster that i was hoping maybe this mm. movie would allow her to take she's she's still kind of in the same spot um just within the mcu roster as she was for me last time as far as a quality of a character and um yeah not that's a good boy she, she had great moments here so she didn't make the second year jump that i was hoping she would make in this movie the, um yeah and that's really cut and dry of
0: it the movie wasn't about her enough for that to happen you know yeah. it, it, it leaned to, it almost it about them yeah, exactly. It's about them. It's she she just in a sense she just is who she is. I mean, she has some character growth for sure, but that's it's not a main focal point. It's kind of just tossed in there, you know, we get the flashback of her destroying the AI and you know, it's not like this thing she's like grappling with at the beginning of the episode or you know, at the beginning of the movie or anything. So uh, it's it's a good point and um but at this point I think their their plan looking back it's like all right, we're making Captain Marvel 2. Let's do things differently. Let, let's make a new thing. Let's cross it over. Let's not make it just about Captain Marvel. And when in doing that, once again, they kind of set a set a ceiling in a sense of like how much better this character can get, you know, and how much more we can get invested into the character. Because I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something too going after your loser, it's like, I, I I guess by the end, I was convinced that because of the the power entanglement she couldn't fully use her powers but i'm like why it's is just... captain marvel so nerfed right now he, did you yeah. ever have that feeling i'm like what the hell is going on like captain marvel is like basically superman and she's like having a hard time like with a triple teaming this one kree it, w- with the bangle and you know the hammer and everything but you know what i mean I, and i guess the the plot device was because they were entangled they couldn't fully utilize and then once once they were non-entangled you saw her like more so glowing. And she did have a couple of moments, obviously, especially like um on the water planet. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, there was just there's just some moments like that where it's like it almost felt like they're they're in a weird spot with Captain Marvel as a character. They're they're almost not sure what to do with her. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, is she going to be? She's not. Like, she's not set up, I would say, in my mind, to be like a leader of the Avengers. I don't think she has that like personality in a sense. It's not earned yet. Yeah, it's not earned yet. She she always seems kind of thrown into things the, since Captain Marvel in a way and it is it isn't it isn't there right now. I, I guess is the point. And I I'm, I'm not sure going forward what it's going to be, but I am excited to see her in the Avengers cuz like you said as a tool, right? How, how she's used in like a big ensemble is good.
1: Yeah, and I think if they were to lean into anything, it'd be the fact that she learned how to work with a team this time. You know what I mean? Like that that was I I think if right. there was anything for Carol, it was that she did play well with others in this movie. And I think that was a really cool uh move for her. But just like her as a character herself, I just don't think that she took that jump that I was yeah. really hoping for. Let's get into the top plays of which there are many. Um, let's do some bottom plays first. Let's let's shout bottom out a couple seven bottom plays, just one. The singing planet did not work for me in, in this in the slightest, other oh, really? than Kamala and Tiona being as weirded out by it as everybody else. That was the best part of that scene, which maybe, yes. maybe that's what we take away. It, it, it's almost like the cringiness of it is, um, lessened because Tiona and Kamala were pointing out how cringy it was, mm-hmm. but through comedy, I just it really was kind of a throwaway thing that I wasn't as excited about as maybe I thought I didn't laugh at the planet at all. I was laughing at the planet the entire time.
0: Interesting. I actually liked that sequence. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I I enjoyed the sing songiness of it. It was, it entertained me, I guess. And And I, and I did find it funny. And I think that like you mentioned that moment with, um, Monica and Kamala is, is the best part. And that to me just kind of put it over the top. Like, it's not like the, the best thing in the world, but I did buy into it. And I, I, it was one of those things where, you know, I enjoyed the sequence. I thought it was funny yeah. and the sing-songiness of it. Like, it was kind of clever. The bilingual thing was also killer. That was a very, was very funny. funny joke. Yeah.
1: Now, David, the James Gunn of it all. Let's talk cats. Let's, Let's get <laughs> into the fucking cats,
0: man. <laughs> if that yeah. scene was in a
1: James Gunn movie, we'd be praising it. Two. Praise-
0: yeah, it's good now.
1: And this, in, no, what I'm saying is though, like it, it, it is such a James Gunn scene. That entire right, thing, like the right. plan, the plan in general is Guardians as fuck. <laughs> like, and it was, I was laughing the entire time, but at the same time, I was What's like, "What point? the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, this is <laughs> this is nuts." I think, I think the the clunkiness of it all was the egg being randomly introduced, you know, out of nowhere, very as random. A yeah. Like, like they 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 set up Goose being pregnant well but like the egg stuff of it all i didn't love um but it it was just such a wild scene but hey also narratively worked how are we gonna get all these people off the ship put them in a bunch of cats like (laughs) what a horrible and 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 the james gun of it all comes with how scared everybody was of the cats you know what i mean and then the pa announcer do not run away for the cats let them eat you and all that stuff <laughs> yeah and it, it was morbid and honestly you get a little bit of nia Dacosta's horror movie side in that a little bit you know yeah, they were you
0: scared get, yeah you was, get a touch of that which
1: is fun the the <laughs> the main assistant uh uh of saber up there not not the guy but the girl when she like hit around that corner and there's goose and another cat just chilling <laughs> um it, Weird, weird, weird scene. But I laughed the entire it was it was if they would have if they would have throttled back even a little bit on that and not got as weird and crazy as it did, I think it would have played terribly. But the fact that they committed to how fucking weird it was worked. James Yeah.
0: God. Yeah. No, I am with you. I thought I liked the cat sequence. I thought it was funny when Kamala starts picking one up and like you yeah, know using rest, it. Yeah, yeah, using it. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Um, going off of that, I, I liked it kind of a top player was when they crash land in new york and mm-hmm. i'm like oh cool the you know the gold statue of liberty we saw it from the trailers but you know it's a cool continuity thing like ah, awesome you know huh. no, no way home already happened i guess and they finished construction i guess um well, which is you know. pretty cool
1: it's new york city so it never sleeps you know what i'm saying
0: yeah and uh speaking of that i was like oh we're we gonna get someone is something gonna pop up like we had yeah. a lot of heroes in new york but I, I guess in this one like Kamala's kind of like the hero in new york that we're connected to
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one for sure. Um do we talk about it now? Yeah. Do we dive more into Kate Bishop?
0: Let's 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 do it. We gotta talk about it.
1: Post credit scene. Into the movie. Um Monica, great Tony Stark move. She she gets lit up by Kamala and Bree and she gains enough power to basically tie the fabric of space and time back together. Yeah. Sure. Comic books, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, what a great glowing moment for her, though. It just, yeah, it was cool. Though, is, when the
0: eyes were first what a all the badass,
1: dude. What a badass she is. Um, and she ties it all together, but she realizes she's got to stay. Ezra Bridger. Um, and she gets trapped on the other side. The movie goes on. Post credits. She wakes up on the other side of the universe. In a different timeline, in a different reality, with what she thinks is her mom in the hospital bed, but it's not her mom. Great acting, the, by the way. It's the X Men Mutant. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's always great. Go watch episode four of WandaVision. It's amazing. Um, it's not her mom. It's the Mutant Binary. Binary. Yep. She's wearing both of the time bands.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Crazy. Um,
1: and she's being medically checked on by. Binary, who's a mutant, and walks in a big furry beast. He's back. He Hank, Hank McCoy, Kelsey Grammer returns as Hank McCoy, fully CGI Thanos style. And
0: surprising, I would say that was fully CGI. I was like, okay. we'll get into
1: that. We'll get into that. But um, yeah, <laughs> she landed in a universe where the X Men are the dominant superhero team, and they found her. And it's and it's Beast in space. It's Beast being this, this like sword executive, which is such an awesome comic book thing. Beast was an Avenger for so long on the space front, and they leaned into that a little bit. Professor X drop, we zoom out, we get the X Men thing. Guys, the X Men, not mutants, the X Men are officially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I could not be happier about it. It was. I thought it was a really well done thing. It's in a different universe, so it's not clunky with our six one six continuity. Um, yeah, I don't like six one six, but um, it's not. It's not going to interfere with that at the moment. It's going to be a Secret Wars tie in. The the tie in from somebody from our universe, full consciousness in another universe. The Secret Wars track has been set, and it's through the X Men, and it's going to be amazing. David, the X-Men are here, and it's Beast, and it's Kelsey Grammer.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really cool that this is the direction they're heading, it seems like, because there's no way around it, considering we have to get back to Monica. You know, she has to get found somehow. We have to get to this universe, and how this comes together will be very interesting, that it is, you know, what is this universe? I wrote about it for the direct.com, and it was, you know, I brought up some points, basically, like, what universe could this be? Could this be the universe that is at the end of um, Days of Future Past? That like utopian almost universe that like we get with with Logan? Who's Charles? You know, the fact that it is Kelsey Grammer voicing like, like being Beast, but it is a different beast in a sense because it is like the CGI. It's a different design. Like the, you have like the teeth, like mm-hmm. it's very kind of uh, animated in a sense. Obviously, it is CGI.
1: He's a space leader, not a professor at the school.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Like, it is a different version. So, seemingly, it is a it is a universe we haven't seen before. And it's just how will this work in, right? What is their play? It, I, I think what's going to happen is that we're going to see these legacy characters, legacy actors. Like, you know, we're getting Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman's coming back. We We already know these things are happening. We've already seen Patrick Stewart. We might see him again. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they work this in. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to be a part of the Avengers movies, and it's going to be leaning into actors and characters we've already seen. And then Phase 7, post-Secret Wars, when it's maybe a reboot of some sort, then we'll get a New main Mutants. timeline, New Mutants. Exactly.
1: Well... Not new mutants, but newer mutants. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's I think multiverse of madness laid the groundwork a little bit, where it's legacy actors and variant roles of their characters. Like like, you know, the the Professor X we get in Multiverse of Madness seemingly is not the same Professor X from all the other movies. And no. uh the Piggy Carter in there is not the same Piggy Carter, but it's hell yeah,
0: well. Another um, so I, Maria Rambo as Captain right. Marvel. You know, it's it's cool how right. she keeps she keeps getting her checks.
1: Yeah. Variant Queen, <laughs> dude. Variant Queen. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that's the move. You know, you get the nostalgia with the actors, but you're not you're not stranglehold to the old movies the way No Way Home was a little bit. You know what I mean? And you know, it it's it's the one little thing that breaks No Way Home is that Electro never knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so why was he there? That's the baggage from TASM 2 that affected the Purity of the continuity in No Way Home. This, I think, they're avoiding it altogether. You get, we're gonna get Halle Berry a Storm, but like with the white suit and and the wings and all that shit. And yeah, yeah, Wolverine is going to be comic actor Wolverine, and
0: right, right, all
1: those things. So I think that's the move moving forward. I think that's what this told us. The CGI beast, I do not have a single problem with it in the moment, and people are ripping it apart on Twitter, um but. And people are like, well, why didn't they just put him in prosthetics? Kelsey Grammer is seventy years old, and he was in thirty seconds of this movie. I think it's fine <laughs> if we do CGI for this one. I think I'm I, curious I,
0: going forward what it will mean, but yeah,
1: right. And and that's why the Kelsey Grammer decision is a little strange, just because he is a much much older gentleman. But I mean, Frazier's back. You know, they just rebooted Frazier, so like. Kelsey Grammer's acting. Like, you know what I mean? He is very actively acting right now. So it's not that, it's not that like they brought Kelsey Grammer out of retirement. Like, they're literally rebooting his show right now. <laughs> and right. Um, I think that the way I would rank the looks of Beast in live action so far, I think Kelsey Grammer with the prosthetics in the original Brian Singer trilogy first. I think that looked the best. Yeah. I think this CGI Beast looks second best. I think he looks better than Nicholas Holt's Beast. Wow. I thought that looked weird. I thought that looked odd and strange. This one I felt it was cartoon accurate but it it, it 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 didn't look out of place it's and as we've seen with the Hulk as we've seen with Thanos as we saw with She-Hulk it's gonna get better over time, too. You know what I mean? That's the like, thing, right? It's all with Rocket. We've seen it with Groot. Like these CGI, these full CGI characters do get better over time, and they refine it. They now have the template to build on for the next time we see Beast. Um, and yeah. how 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 great was utilizing that template in She-Hulk when we saw Professor Hulk? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that looked as good as it ever did in that show, right? Um. So I I teared up when I saw him. You know. To get nerdy on it it was just so great that the x-men are here and it's my childhood x-men and it's beast and i love beast in the comics being this space avenger so i love that they brought that in and this is and it's there was a criticism that you know that was kind of tacked on at the end like oh you remember kelsey Grammer, <laughs> member berries all that stuff right but so much of it was different than the beast that we've originally seen. It's space forward. It is it is more Avengers-esque as they're like saving the universe, which is so 70s, 80s X-Men. It's so yeah. ingrained in the best runs of X-Men that they aren't just earthbound. You know what I mean? They are often galaxies doing cosmic shit. And I think that this is a really great setup for the other side of the coin heading into Secret Wars is what are all these other universes doing? We now know. You know what I mean? Like, Monica yep. is there. We're going to find out. And it's just such a cool thing that we now have an MCU proper character in a different universe. Yes. Fully aware of it. That's right. huge.
0: That's huge. Yep.
1: And it's going to be really exciting uh, because, like, Scott Lang now knows, Tom Holland, Spider Man now knows, and uh, Monica Rambo. Uh, Doctor Strange and Monica Rambeau now know like there are other universes out there doing shit we've been there we've interacted with these people right And now how do we build that towards secret wars where they all come together and like you said I think the the idea of bringing back nostalgia characters in variant form is the move
0: and I think this is how we get the Fantastic Four too right wouldn't that make sense that it is the Fantastic Four movie is not based in you know mcu 616 that it is in one of these alternate realities and maybe that's part of the story maybe there is and, something there
1: and to build on that the question if if it's in an alternate reality fantastic four how do you define that how do you let the audience know it's in an alternate reality and how do you make it make sense that they merge together right we've seen two examples now of how they make that make sense and wow in multiverse of madness in multiverse of madness uh the baxter Building. The Baxter building um is where the Illuminati was being held. That's run by the Fantastic Four. Reed Richards was the boss of Christine Palmer and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. They knew about other universes because science, because that's how advanced right. that world was. And this in this movie, how did they find out about other universes? Science. Saber. Monica figured it out because that's how advanced we've gotten. They just they cracked the code here. Right. So Would make sense in the Fantastic Four movie. They're going to deal with some science shit. They're going to deal with some space shit. And we've now seen two great examples of science and space coming together to allow the characters to be aware of these other universes. And there's your plot device to get them into interacting with these other characters. Like it's not going to be jarring if the Fantastic Four at near the end of their movie or at the end of their movie realize there's other universes out there. Well, what does that mean? Credits. You know, like it's it's the groundwork has been laid as far as training the audience to not be like, wait, what the fuck? We've seen it enough already (laughs) And, and done well enough twice now. I think it works.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad that the Marvels did get into the multiverse just quickly back to the movie a little bit. It's like I'm glad that this movie would be even like it would be more forgettable if it just if it was just Kate Bishop at the end and that's a good, that's a great tease for young Avengers, which is cool. But I am glad that at least at the very end, we do get Monica on the other side of that reality. And there is some more building going on here. Like, you know, we discussed with Loki. It's just good that it feels like even after the Marvels, which is not going to be a big hit at the box office. And so not that many people are going to see it is what that I E. That's what that means. Um, We are at a great spot in terms of the multiverse storytelling at this point. That 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 is important. That is a great thing heading into twenty twenty four, heading into Deadpool three, where it can now keep going up a level. Where Mm -hmm. I feel like there are more things that it makes it makes more sense now. We're on we're all on the same page now, and we can start bringing in more of the X Men, the Fantastic Four, right? Deadpool, all these things will start making more more sense. And it really will quickly become the saga, the multiverse saga, you know, where it's like, oh, my God, like we're in all these different universes now. It's not just this one.
1: And a big question going into Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars is how is the how are the Avengers going to get involved in this? How how is Captain America going to discover the multiverse like that? That seems so far away from where Sam Wilson is right now, right? Yeah, yeah. They've grounded it a little bit here. You know what I mean? They tea, i think they teased the grounded multiverse in uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness with the Baxter Building being able to access it. Here, our MCU has now grounded the multiverse in this way through the the time jumps, the 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 um the jumps, the space portals that we've seen in Guardians, right. that we've seen across the board. The idea of those jumps being able to be used in a different way—it's very what if, you know. It's 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 got a lot of. It, it's grounded in our earthbound Avengers forward characters now with Nick Fury, Monica and Carol understanding how it works to some degree. Yeah. And it's going to make more sense when our Avengers group gets thrown into this because it's been set up here in the Marvels very straightforward. And I think a seed plant in a multiverse of madness.
0: Yeah. And it'll be really interesting when we get to Deadpool three and he's narrating it
1: <laughs> and, and he's and, talking and about
0: and this and it's going to be yeah, awesome. I think it's-
1: I think it's going to be the thing that we've always wanted from the MCU, where he's going to look directly in the camera, explain everything exactly how it is, and then at the end be like, "Isn't that fucking crazy?"
0: Like <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah. I,
1: Deadpool's the perfect character to kind of recap all of this in a great way, and it's very very exciting. Uh, this movie, like you said, low ceiling, just because like the the things we love about the MCU so much are the character developments and the charismatic moments between everybody and just how great the characters work within this big fantastical world. Um that wasn't as present here, but the entertainment value I think is very very good and then you tie in two big MCU setup moments. I'm cashing out at a movie I very much enjoyed and it's yeah. very exciting that the multiverse saga is full fledged, but also on the side Young Avengers is such an awesome project with the roster that they have. This is how you utilize your roster. You put yeah. them on Vianney and Haley Steinfeld on screen together. Just immediately, just like yes, awesome. Yes, these two are awesome, and yeah. she is amazing. And Haley Steinfeld showing up was so. I'm not saying I read spoilers, but the X Men thing I called last week. So you know, tally to me something we didn't talk about our Loki review was the sh- point for you. Love that. Oh um, yeah, sick. But um. I, I semi, I, I expected X Men to show up, especially after that last trailer the where X-Men. we saw yeah. where we saw Binary walk by and we saw the X in the corner. The Haley Seinfeld thing was so out of left field. I had no fucking clue. Like yep. I, it wasn't until I saw Cosmo that I knew what was going on. Yeah, and yeah. I love that because like it was, uh, it was great. She's back, and I can't wait to see what Kevin Feige or somebody from Marvel, rather be a deadline or a Hollywood reporter article. The young Avengers narrative now has grounds to it. You know what I mean? Like we, we can now point to something in the MCU that leads directly to young Avengers other than, well, she could be in it and he could be in it and they could be in it and he could right. be in it. Yeah. Like it's not just pieces scattered across the board that we can rationalize coming together. There's an actual pointed moment where we're like, okay kamala Collins, nick fury <laughs> where'd you where'd you get that found it on my couch <laughs> it was, uh, it's perfect it's great yeah. it was great like those last two moments i thought were perfectly executed for setting things up in the future in the best kind of way
0: yeah yeah it, that just reminded me with kamala that one uh scene where it's like but the new ipad why is it like see-through of like all the secrets are on it you remember and
1: Monica, just like a frustrated yeah, like, uh,
0: whatever. It's cool. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> she was great. Everybody was
1: great. Uh, Super fun movie. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to stand on the table and defend it as one of the best in the
0: MCU, but it's just not, you know, it, I, but it's, it is fun. It, it is a I had a good time watching it. That was the thing mm-hmm. like I left the theater happy and I'm a massive fan and that's I think part of it and those post credit stings helped for sure, but at the same time, like Kamala's great. They leaned into her. The action's good. Some of the actions is really great using the different powers and jumping around. It's just the plot is pretty thin. And I think that's like the main thing. And and like you said, that may be why this is getting critically scored pretty low and it's not looking good. I I think I guess maybe a a positive is like this movie's not going to be a highly viewed MCU movie because what looks like the box office currently and it's just not tracking well at all we'll talk about that on monday but it's it's okay like those that go see it and those that eventually see it on disney plus it's a fun movie but it's not like anyone's missing something that's like earth shatteringly groundbreaking with this one it's just it's a fun mcu film and that's and and it leans into being a comic book movie you know if you are into comic books if you're in the if just at the very base level of this genre you know beyond like the big special events and all this crazy cool shit just comic book wise. It's a comic book movie, you know, and there's some stuff that's, you know, far-fetched and fun. And if you buy into that, you have a good time with it. And for the most part, I did.
1: Couldn't have said better myself. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been a review of the Marvels. Please. Uh, if you haven't already go check out our Loki season two finale review as well. We have two reviews dropping today. Um, so don't, don't, if if you're just seeing this episode on your feed and think that we didn't review Loki, go back, check it out. Um, We've reviewed both of them today. And then Monday, check back in. We're going to be talking all of the major news now that the actor's strike is over. We officially have a yes. concrete view of what the MCU slate is going to be moving forward, along with Star Wars, DC, all the other movie news that we're going to get over the weekend. Um, we're going to be breaking it all down, the, the, um, the fallout of the actor's strike and kind of where we stand now for the first time in a long time david i can look at a schedule of movies coming out and be confident that they're coming out that time and yeah. and i'm so excited that i'm i'm honestly really excited at the timing of it all obviously you know this press conference would have been gangbusters for the box office if press conference this press tour would have oh, been oh yeah would have helped for yep. the box office if um we were able to get these three in front of cameras talking about these things yep but but I do think that um I forgot I was about to say. Oh, I think that I'm so excited for the timing now because we don't have Loki anymore. We don't have any movies coming out other than Aquaman 2 and a few other movies we might review. We can finally talk about things confidently and not be like, well, you know, we'll see what happens with this. And oh, you yeah. know, if this happens, then I'll feel this way. But if this happens, no, we have a concrete look for the foreseeable future. There are no major delays coming. Uh, once the studios get their bearings they've they've signed a deal with the actors we're all back working together now now that now it's up to the studios to okay here we are let's figure out what we're doing moving forward marvel's on it already let's see where everybody else lands we'll talk all about that on monday and until then we'll see you next time higher faster further do it better makes us stronger